0: I guess the most frustrating thing about government is that there are people who vote on issues for the pure reason that they think that it will appeal to a certain constituent group that will perpetuate them in office. I've never believed in limiting terms. seems to me if the people want to send them down there, whether they're bimbos or not, that, that, that's what democracy is all about. But I think it is a shock to a lot of people that there is a lot of cynicism in government on the part of some of the people who are elected to office who take actions to perpetuate their existence turning outrage into outcomes. This is the Texas Blue Action Podcast. All right. Hey, hey, we are back, y'all. And thank you so much for joining us for yet another edition of the Texas Blue Action Podcast. Uh, here with E.D. Lana Hansen and also Sreed Kulkarni once again as we uh, provide an update and some other fun stuff too uh, on what has been happening with the 2 Million Texans initiative. Everything I hear about this Uh, It seems to be coming up roses. It seems to be very, very successful so far. And also, also is looking like a ton of fun so, uh, I'm really, really excited to hear about uh, about how things are going uh with two million Texans. Lana, let's go to you to uh for for a little recap of what's happening.
1: yeah, I mean, you're right chris we're we're having a really good time out here and and things are going better than we ever could have imagined. you know when when Tree and I had our first conversation about this, you know I, I really thought about it, and I thought, you know it's something we have to do, but like, can we really do this you know you, there was a question in the back of my mind and and now i'm like there's no doubt but i also have to say like i woke up in a mood today about a whole lot of shit that's happening in texas and and, and it made me re- remember why i am in this and why people need to show the fuck up to vote this cycle because you know one of the things at the top of my list that i'd like to burn some stuff down not literally but you know at the ballot box we'll say um is you know I'm, I'm sure you all saw the news yesterday about our statewide officials deciding to withhold um all the pregnancy related death studies that they have been accumulating it's the first study in, in almost a decade till after the midterms and somebody told me why they would do that unless it shows that their policies are killing women in texas and one of the things that I love about what Tree and I and every single person that has signed to this project, every org, every candidate is doing here is having conversations and building relationships or using our relationships to talk to people about voting and, and get them to turn out. Because if we aren't talking about things like this to people we know and love, they don't understand the ramifications of not showing up. Right? That's right. And so exactly. we have to keep these things atop of mind. And and Chris, I think you know talking to a stranger about it through a phone bank or whatever is not going to change hearts and minds, right? But right. but me talking to somebody that I love is, is the opportunity to make the difference on whether they show up or not because a lot of people just don't even understand that these things are happening. Um, that our leadership is failing us at this level Um, and so you know I like I said I I woke up in a mood about it today and and I just feel more resolved in this work that we're doing and in the importance of it and and so Sri, you know maybe you can talk to us a little bit about what that success is looking like at the moment and 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 how powerful it is, you know, becoming that this project is really going to be the thing that's a game changer for us, not only this cycle, but cycles to come.
2: Well, no, thank you, Lana. And, and you know, when you said that about about what what the, the Republicans are actually doing right now, trying to hide this information from people, you can't hide personal people's per, people's personal stories. Uh, And what I mean by that is, you know, I had a friend who called me from the hospital. She called me. She was in the hospital She said she almost died because the doctors didn't know if they could treat her or not because of the new law That is what is happening in our state So these are real stories. even if they try to hide the statistics on the deaths those stories are out there and we need to tell those stories but I'll say another thing You know, when you when you hear something personally, when somebody tells you an actual story rather than, you know, hearing about it secondhand or thirdhand, you know, passed around, it makes a much bigger impact. We all know that. Right. And that's what this program is all about. It's about trying to get that personal connection back into our politics because people are so disconnected. You know, the the kind of people say, you know what, both sides, they're all the same. Both sides are bad. I hate both sides. They're not paying attention. And that's what they want. The guys on the other side, they want us not to be paying attention. They want us to be apathetic. If, if, if somebody tunes out and says, you know, both sides are the same, that's a win for the bad guys. That's a win for the bad guys. And what we need is people to be passionate enough to tell each other, this is, this is what's happening personally. And so, you know, our program is about connecting people, connecting two million people across the state. Not through, not through strangers, through each other, you know, meet to meet me to Chris, Chris to your friends and your family, Lana to your neighbors and to your high school classmates. That's what this whole program is about. And for those of y'all that, um, that didn't catch the last podcast, I mean, the, the very simple thing that we're doing is we are using mobile technology, bringing the Democratic Party, honestly, into the 21st century. <laughs> um, we've been stuck in probably 1997 for a while. We are not known for being uh, advanced in any of these things, but there's something really simple. Everybody in your phone, that that is your network right here. This is the most valuable, most powerful thing that that you own, it's a phone, it's right there in your hands. And if you could just see who in your phone had voted and who hadn't voted, who who didn't vote last time in 2018, who, who hasn't voted yet during early voting, it would be the easiest thing in the world to do to find out how many people you could turn out personally. And guess what, that's what we're doing with this app. Literally, you download an app called Reach Progressive Organizing, you come to a one-hour training so we can show you how to use it, that tool, this very powerful tool. If every single person who was volunteering for or, um, or uh, you know, working on a campaign, if they, everybody downloaded this app and just found five people in their phone, five voters in their phone, which is actually really easy to do across the state, you know how many new voters that would be? That would be one million voters across the state. If even a quarter of them. A quarter of them, 50,000 people across the state, download this app. That would still be more than the entire margin that Ted Cruz won the state of Texas by, and, and Beto O'Rourke lost the state of Texas by in 2018. It's that simple, five voters. You know how many voters I found in my, fo- in my phone, Chris? And, and I have a lot of Democrats, precinct chairs, people who ran for office. I found 91 voters in my phone who had not voted in the last midterm, 91 people in my phone. You can, every single one of us can find five people. If you can turn those five people out, we can win the whole state. That that's what this is about, and and people are loving this right now. This thing is exploding. It's exploding so much faster because young people love it. Because you know what, young people don't call each other anymore. They're on their phones, but they're DMing each other. This lets them canvas their DMs, <laughs> canvas their direct messages. For those of y'all that don't know what DMs are, but hopefully everybody knows what a DM is. You can canvas your DMs on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok. You can canvas your 19 and 20 year old friends. If you're an immigrant. If you wanna reach out to people who, are, who speak Arabic or Urdu or Igbo or Chinese or Vietnamese or Spanish or any one of the languages across Texas, the thing is you, you get people from that community to recruit other people. We did this with a community, a Smiley Muslim community, 3,000 voters in our district from this one faith community. The average for the state of Texas in turnout was 46%. You know what they, they got it to by canvassing themselves, by relationally organizing all of their friends, family members? We got their turnout up to 83% y'all, 83% from an immigrant community. That's, that's never been heard of before. And right now, um, if we were matching Georgia week for week, Georgia was the biggest one of these that we'd ever seen. They flipped the entire state blue. Um, uh, we were there, I was there on the ground for two months in two, in 40 days, they went from 149 voters, growth exponential all the way to 160,000 31 days later. If we were matching Georgia week for week, we would be at 44,000 voters right now. Now we're at 84,000. So we're going twice as fast as Georgia. But that 84,000 in Georgia, those voters, were six days before the election. We are eight weeks before the election, y'all. We are going to be so much bigger than Georgia. This is the biggest one of these that has ever been built in the entire history of the United States. So I'm, I'm really excited because people are pumped about this. We are doing something that's never been done, and we're doing it right here in Texas.
1: For anybody that's out there on the dating scene and you're not really sure who you're about to have dinner with, you can look up their voting history and then, like, cancel if, if it looks like they're going to be on, you know, not share the same values. So so it can save you a lot of time in, in that way, too.
2: Actually, true story the other day, it wasn't just somebody who they're about to date. I had a friend who was looking up her ex-boyfriends to see which of them had voted in Republican primaries, and she was kind of surprised. So you can look up both ex-boyfriends as well yeah, as future see, boyfriends.
1: Or girlfriends <laughs> or, you know, whatever it might be, like, you know, just going to save you all some time, right?
0: It stands to reason that, you know, just just the way the math works out, that uh, the dating pool is always in a state of dwindling quality, if you know what I mean, and so... (laughs) Uh, if, if, you know, the longer we go, the further things go along with this, probably the more Trumpy types that are going to be in the dating pool. So it's going to get real thick. You need a guide to kind of help you avoid those pitfalls. You know,
1: and, and, and we just, we can't wait on Tinder to tell us, like, let's just get everybody in reach. And not only are we going to change the state of Texas and therefore change the nation, we're also going to help you find a good partner. Okay, look, this is big offer, folks.
2: Well, if if I go out on a date and I find out my part, the person I'm on the date with hasn't voted in the last two elections, I may not want to date them, but I may, I may get them to vote for the first time. That's what I'm going to do. Okay,
1: (laughs) either way, Shree.
2: Get that
0: done before you ghost Shree, for sure. Uh,
2: The, uh, the, I wanted to mention, and kind
0: of back to what we were talking about before that the, the, the degree of deception that's happening on the part of the Republicans, you know, as we mentioned there, they've decided to withhold a very, very important women's health uh, information and <laughs> until after the election has passed, you know, probably for all the same reasons that they're trying to sidestep the abortion uh, issue altogether at this point. Uh, it, it occurred to me, and this was this actually was a whole other piece of deception, this kind of deep, fakie uh, ad that Abbott has put together about Beto, kind of stringing words, literally piecing words from 50 different sentences together and taking them all out of context to make Beto sound as though he's going to defund the police and take away all the AR-15s as soon as he's elected, or I didn't even mm-hmm. listen to it, but I, I've heard I didn't either, but... Yeah. Super, super deceptive. Those messages are not only I think those messages are aimed as much at Republicans as they are at Democrats. I don't think the the Abbott crew is really counting on changing a whole lot of minds. They are just really looking to continue to inflame their own base. And so I think kind of another part of what Two Million Texans has been about, at least you know, in my personal experience, I know a whole bunch of former Republicans who are now on Beto's side. And so that's another function of what we're talking about is having these personal conversations going on that are not media related or marketing related or campaign related it's really just people talking to people and if what what if Abbott at this point is is looking literally to lie straight to the face of his own voters to me that's the the only way to 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 combat that is with a counteracting conversation that's going on between know
1: sure, Yeah. And Chris, to that point, that that's the exact reason why nobody trusts the media and they don't trust the mailers and they don't trust the TV ads. Right. Because they're like, it's all bullshit. Everybody's lying on both sides, but what they're not going to tell you when you're having a conversation with your friend or your mom or whoever that you're lying, right? There might be some heated like, well, you're misinformed or whatever, but at least you can have a dialogue that is based in trust instead of like, oh, it's CNN or it's MSNBC, right? Like that's blowing the whole thing up. After the Trump years, nobody is ever going to trust media again ever.
0: It's a bummer. It's a it's a double-edged sword, you know. They're they're not going to trust the things that they shouldn't trust, but they're also not going to trust the things that they should trust. It's a it's a true it's a big piece of damage to to our democracy, I would say.
2: And and I mean the other thing to me like on guns for example, right? When I would go around my district, you know, which was like gerrymandered to be a Republican district, you know what I found? I found that people like Republicans and Democrats, they all agreed that we should have universal background checks. They all agreed that we should have red flag laws, that people, people who are, are, are a danger should not have weapons in their hand. And actually, when you include Democrats and independents, the majority of us agreed that we should not be selling high-capacity semi-automatic weapons, the kind of things that are used for offense. You, you can Anything that you need to do, you can do with 10 bullets, honestly. like I, I can't think of a single thing that you need to do to defend yourself, to hunt, to do anything that you need to shoot more than 10 bullets in a row. That people agreed with that statement. People agreed with that statement across my district, and and it's true across Texas. On um, those first two things, we had a majority of Republicans agreeing. The only way that they win on these things is if they pollute the airwaves. They they have the uh, advertisements out there. They have disinformation spreading out, you know, on social media, telling people that we're going to do something that we're not. Because you know what, people have been saying my entire life. Oh, you know. Democrats are gonna take away my guns, right? You know, like uh, Obama's gonna take away my guns. I have not met a single person yet who's had their gun taken away from them, right? Because the the truth is, if you're a law-abiding gun owner, like nobody is going to do anything to you, right? But we are trying to make sure that our schools are safe. A universal background check, the reason that everybody agrees with it is because it's just common sense, right? And so the way that we get through this bullshit is by having personal conversations, you know, whenever disinformation would spread, and I, I learned this in my time in the State Department, because I had to counter Russian disinformation in Ukraine back in 2014. Now I have to counter Republican disinformation right here in Texas. You don't counter disinformation with information, right? Somebody sends sends out some meme or some forward something that's about you know, uh, Pizza Gate or some some kind of uh, microchips in your in your vaccines or, or fluoride in your uh, water doing mind control, whatever it is. If you try to say, actually, here's the scientific evidence that there's no microchips in a vaccine. Nobody forwards that because it's not interesting. Right. Information doesn't counter disinformation. You know what counters disinformation? What I found in Russia in Ukraine. I found it right here in Texas. It's trust. It's trust. It's when, you know, if, if Chris asked me, is, is it is it true that, you know, the Democrats are running a, a sex trafficking ring in a in the basement of a pizza parlor that doesn't have a basement? Um, and, and I say, Chris. That, that's a bunch of bullshit. And you know me, that just listen to me. That's a bunch of bullshit. And we need to have personal conversations telling people that the, what the Republicans are saying is a bunch of bullshit. Absolutely. The, those conversations
0: that I've had with, you know, and growing up in Texas, I know a lot of Republican people. I've got them in my family. I've got them in my, in my friend group. And I, I actually have gotten where I rather enjoy conversations with people that I know and and, and love and trust who are on the Republican side. You can actually have a decent conversation with, with people once, like Shree says, once there is trust in the room, there can actually be a decent conversation had and that's and that's another big benefit i think to, to two million texans is finding those points of trust that haven't been exercised yet and and exercising them and, and having those conversations happen
1: sure because at the end of the day right we're we're all humans we all want the same things right you know to to be able to feed our families to to have a good job you know to take care of each other um you know and and, and so i think on some level as as much as it's hard to say and believe sometimes is that we are more alike than we are different but y'all i do want to circle back to the gun conversation yesterday because you know right here in our community yesterday we had some schools go on lockdown and it, it happened to be our founder's school that elementary that that her twins go to and i feel like as a parent in texas right now we're all just waiting for the call it's not a matter of if it's going to happen, it's when it's going to happen. And that was yesterday, one degree of separation, where she was just headed to her sk- kid's school to volunteer in the library and pulled up on it, being surrounded by police and putting on lockdown. And, and the first opportunity she had to ask a police officer, the first question was, is this a gun? Right? And what the fuck are we doing, people? right like that that's the first question i mean i think of all those years i spent cutting up grapes so that nobody would choke on them to send my kid to school and potentially be shot like what the hell you know and and we can talk about all day about whether it's the guns or mental health or what it is at the end of every day it's failed leadership because these are common sense things that we can put into place to shrie's point with background checks that the majority of people support but the reason they're not happening is because somebody's writing a big check to abbott and the people at the top to come to prevent those common sense coming you know things being implemented in our communities to protect our kids i mean and it's not just schools, right? It's it's yoga studios and it's movie theaters and it's grocery stores. And like, at what point do we all just quit going out because it's higher risk of us potentially getting shot or watching our children be murdered in front of us than it is to just have Instacart deliver our goods. Like enough has to be enough. And we have to start having these conversations with voters personally. We cannot rely on campaigns to do it. We cannot rely on, because it is the point of no return when it comes to a lot of these things.
2: You know, I, I'll say, Lana, like, you know, when we were kids, we didn't have to do this. I never had to do a mass shooting drill when I was a kid. And I remember, you know, Columbine was so shocking to everybody. And now, literally, you think about it, it's going to happen every week. I can't it even remember. It happens every you know. day. There, there's, uh, you know, whether it's El Paso, whether it's Uvalde, like, you know, people don't even remember there was a mass shooting right outside of my district in Santa Fe. Like, if I say that, people don't even remember because there's so many mass shootings. You can't, right. you can't keep track of them all. But if you'd asked me a couple of years ago, after Sandy Hook— you know and, and and by the way thank god that alex jones is finally getting punished you know for everything that he has done to promote those conspiracy theories and put those families in danger after they lost their children yeah but after sandy hook i i thought we would never get any anywhere because if that didn't move people our politicians if they were even so cold and so callous not to do a single thing after sandy hook we couldn't get anything done i thought when i started my campaign that that was the truth but you know what, what when i changed my opinion when i saw those kids in parkland and those kids started organizing themselves. It wasn't the media. It wasn't the politicians. It wasn't coming from the top down. It was coming from the bottom up. It was, it was people. It was teenagers actually connecting with other teenagers, right, using social media. So the next step for me is to make sure that all of those teenagers who are, who are out there protesting and they're putting pressure on politicians, all of them are making sure that not only them, but their friends who aren't voting, 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds, They they are coming out to vote in bigger numbers than ever before and so that's why it's really important the way that teenagers communicate with each other, we should not be asking them to phone bank each other. They don't even have each other's phone numbers. They just DM each other, right? We should not be asking them to knock on doors of strangers when literally they have the most valuable voters right here in their phone. They have all the 18 and 19 and 20 year olds that we can never get to. They're in their phone. And so we're, we're putting that power in their hands. We're actually saying, you know what? The way that you talk to each other, you can do this from class if you want. If you're in, if you're in class, in school, you can sit there and add people to this network, other people who are unlikely to vote. So give, Shri, give these young people advice. the power to actually make this- change. <laughs>
1: Yes. No. You're totally right. But kids can't do it at school. Y'all, the teachers will take their their phone. Off. <laughs> I'm just year. saying. I'm and then year. they college find year. the families. So like, we're <laughs> actually not advocating for this during school hours. We're right after pro, school. Pro education here.
0: <laughs> do it. Do it right after school, kids. Not, not and right during,
1: after school. Exactly. Or on your, your way to school on the bus all that.
0: Yeah. yeah. There you go. At the football game maybe. How about There that? you go. Yes. So we it's it's been 2 weeks since this is the second podcast that we've done on the topic of the 2 million Texans effort. And so uh Shree, can you give me whether it's numbers or whether it's just general sense sort of update, you know, how have things progressed over these last 2 weeks with the effort?
2: Yeah. So I mean, like I was saying earlier, um, you know, the 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 real thing about a network like this, it's the growth rate, because you know, we saw during the pandemic how you know something starting with you know 10 cases could become 20 and, and become you know 200, 2,000, 2 million very quickly. That's exactly what we're happening. What's happening here, but for a good cause, right? In Georgia, 150 vote, voters became 300, 600, 1,200, all the way to 80,000, 160,000 election day. And so, um, when we started this, uh, what I guess one month ago now. When we started this, um, we expected that we would be doubling at the same rate as Georgia, you know? So we would be like literally about 40 to 42,000 right now. The fact that we are at over 84,000 right now, y'all, project that out, project that out. Look what that looks like for eight weeks going forward. This, there's a hockey stick and it keeps going up. So we, we thought that when we named this project, we named it the Two Million Texans project because we thought that was aspirational. We thought we should aim for two million. That's gonna be higher than we could actually get to. Y'all, we are on track for 3 million right now. We're going to have to rebrand ourselves <laughs> before we get to the election <laughs> if, if y'all keep joining as fast as you are. But that's the thing. This all depends on y'all joining. So literally everybody in the state... If you've done this, invite your friend, invite your cousin, invite your classmate, invite your mother, your brother, your sister, everybody in your family to do it. We need 50,000 people to find 5 voters each in their phone. I think we can do that, y'all.
0: There's uh, there's going to be special special points for those of us who are actually actually are amongst those first 2 million of the 2 million Texans thing, yes. you know, you're extra cool if you make that. Yes. 100% And it gift baskets. Yeah. Atlanta has
2: gift baskets for everyone.
1: <laughs> we we promised a lot of gift baskets. We better invest in gift basket company at this point. Um but but, but Chris, one of my favorite parts about what we have done and the reason that this has grown so fast and, and it will continue to grow at this rate is that everybody in this state is thirsty for collaboration. Every org we approach is like, hell yeah, sign me up. I mean, the statewide ca- candidates from Rochelle Garza, Susan Hayes, Jay, Mike Collier, Luke Warford, they, Janet Dunning, they have all signed on in support of what we're doing. You know, county parties, I mean, big shout out to Katie at the Travis County Democratic Party and Christie in the Dallas County Democratic Party. They are all on board, like everybody is lining up To be a part of this effort because they see the value in everybody across the state working together, right? Like instead of us separately, like trying to get stuff done, we're stitching together this network of people that are doing really good work, right? That we have power in numbers. And, and, and the thing that's been really missing in politics in Texas is bringing together progressive voters to work together to turn each other out. And, and the response has been so, you know, just incredible. Like it, it has felt so heartwarming and has brought me and I think everybody who's joining the network so much hope Right. Like, look at all these other people out here. We're not alone and everybody really does want to get on the same page and work together. And the candidates see how important it is for them to be able to be a part of something like this, to turn out voters, not only for their own election, but for their neighbor that they need to see. Um, elected because make no mistake right we have a system in Texas and if we don't elect all the right people into the system we aren't actually going to be able to change all the things we need to do right so this is just really felt so empowering because it is the ground up and it is the people of this state that are all coming together and saying yes sign me up and not just for November but for all the years to come so that we can continue to grow this network and change things here long term, which makes no mistake, changes the nation, right? We have forty electoral college votes here, y'all.
2: I, I'm a data geek, Chris. Um, I, I, I like you know these simulations. I like graphs, you know. But one thing that a lot of people like to look at is maps. So in Georgia, we had a map of all the precincts. There's was about um, you know uh, I think there was about uh, four thousand precincts across the state of Georgia, and. I thought that when we saw these dots popping up, these people volunteering, it would all cluster around Atlanta, right? Atlanta's blue and the rest of Georgia's red and that's why Georgia's red. But we saw something really interesting happening in Georgia. When we had volunteers coming out, it wasn't just around Atlanta, it wasn't just in Athens near University of Georgia. We saw saw these little blue dots popping up in places like Savannah, in places like Columbus, in places like Valdosta, which is on the border of Florida, and even in rural areas, that's the thing. People think those rural areas are completely red, but once you start seeing these dots, you realize that we are all over the state, And that's exactly what we're seeing. We have a map right now of Texas, and you see these little blue dots on the map. They're popping up. They're in Austin, and they're in Houston, and they're in San Antonio, and they're in Dallas, but they're also in Midland. They're in Odessa. (laughs) They're in Lubbock. They're down in in the Valley. They're all over the state. And as those dots keep growing and growing, you're going to see there's going to be this this blue cluster that's gonna spread across the entire state.
1: For rural rural communities, this is very powerful in that a lot of them do not want to out themselves. They're not gonna knock a door, they're not gonna call a stranger in their community. I mean their jobs are on the line, right? If somebody right, knows. Right. But what they can do is network with the other Democrats in their community that, you know, at from home, they don't have to be public about it. And they also then can network with the Democrats from across the state, because this isn't just about turning out people in our own districts, but a statewide effort to make sure that everybody up and down the ballot gets the votes that they need to win.
0: It's interesting that you brought up both Midland and Lubbock in that, uh, in that rundown there. Uh, Carrie Colley-Brown and myself are from the Permian Basin area and Lubbock, respectively. And we can both tell you that there is enormous pressure in those communities to conform. It's not. It's it's different than what you find in the bigger cities, where everybody's kind of you know letting their freak flag fly and doing their own thing, and and that's okay. In the smaller towns, that's kind of not okay. And so you frequently hear the story of uh, of say someone's you know walking a block in Lubbock, for example, they knock on the door, they find a Democrat, and very commonly that person will say, well, you may as well give up on this block because I'm the only Democrat on this block. And frequently that, that block walker has found four Democrats on that that's same right. block before they got to that door. These people don't know about each other because they're in hiding. That's right. And so this, this program is, is perfect for connecting those. It's a blue wave waiting to happen, but it can't happen without that connection. And that's another thing that's really special about 2 million Texans.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, and the other thing is like in some of these rural counties, if you wanted a block walk, It may take you four hours to knock on 10 doors, right? Right. But if you just uh, add the people that you know, if you've lived in that county 20 or 30 years, you know folks all over the county. You don't have to block walk the county. Just pick up the phone. (laughs) Just pick up the phone. And then first thing, you add them to your network in in your smartphone. And then second thing, once they're in your network and you find out that, you know, two, three, four, five of your friends did not vote, just call them. Just call them. That's how simple this program is. It's literally about calling and texting your friends. And people say, it's got to be more complicated than that. Nope. It's literally that. Tell us who you know and then get other people to do the same thing. And if we all get out five people that we know, we win the state.
0: Let's talk about deadlines. Let's talk about benchmark uh, uh, target dates that we're looking at coming up here, especially as it relates to 2 million Texans in particular. I
2: mean, so the, I mean, the truth is, Chris, that we just need to get more people into the pro- pipeline, more people in the program. So the way this works, you know, we have a, a few thousand people right now hoarding this. Those few thousand need to be 10,000. 10,000 needs to be 20. 20,000 needs to be 50,000. And the only way that happens is if you, whoever's listening, whoever's watching this right now, if you're hearing this and you think this sounds amazing, you need to take action today, today. You need to come come and join one of our training sessions. You can go on our Facebook group, Two Million Texans, and go, go in the Facebook group, join one of our sessions. You can uh, look us up at 2milliontexans.com. We have trainings literally every single day. There is no excuse for anybody not to do this. You can come at seven o'clock every single day and we will be training virtually, um, no matter where you are in the state. And we have special guest uh, stars that will be coming in at different times. We got events at colleges all over the state. Uh, we got partnerships with all sorts of organizations. So, I mean, last night we did one with uh, with Luke Warford, and honestly, it was the most fun that I've had doing these because you know he he's going to be the Railroad Commissioner, and we said, you know, Railroad Commissioner, we're gonna we're gonna race you right now. And so we actually had Luke bef- before he spoke. Usually, people speak and then they go on to the next event. And we said, no, 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 before you finish here, before you leave this Zoom, <laughs> Luke Warford, Railroad Commissioner, you are going to add as many relationships as you can in the next five minutes and so we raced him he he got in i think he got in 36 people in 5 minutes and then every single person on that zoom passed him up every single one passed up the railroad commissioner <laughs> so i said outrace out the railroad commissioner it was it was a lot of fun but but the, but the thing is that that showed people how easy it is literally just using your smartphone you can add these relationships think if, you, if we added over i think i don't know 1100 or 1200 voters just in that one little session Imagine block walking 1,100 or 1,200 houses. How how difficult that is. Let's 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 all work smarter, y'all, and not harder.
1: <laughs> well, and if you wanna know how competitive people are, gamify a GOTV effort, y'all. Cause they are showing up and they're like, wait, I'm not number one anymore? I don't wanna be number four on this list. And they're, you know, pulling everybody they know out of every corner. So, you know, uh, we got a lot of really competitive people here in Texas. <laughs>
2: Actually, Robin Fulford, who's running against Dan Crenshaw in uh, in Houston, every time I pass her up on the list, she gets really uh, frustrated. She's like, "Oh no, oh no!" and she starts adding more relationships to the network because she doesn't because she she wants to to beat Dan
1: Crenshaw, and she knows the more people she puts in there, the more votes she's going to get. So, you (laughs) know, we support that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so all of this is, you know, the, the competitive nature. If you're the one of those kind of people, there's th- there's that in this for you as well. So exactly. And speaking of Luke Warford, we have we have such a dynamite bunch of people running in the uh, in the down ballot races. Yes. From you know, Jay Clayberg is one of my favorite people. I went and saw his movie. Let me plug his movie oh, real quick. Oh, uh, right? Deep in the heart. I uh, went and saw it at the Austin Film Society Theater a couple of weeks back uh, here in Austin and, and was just blown away. It's like, you know, if you can possibly get emotional over a, a nature documentary, it, it it totally made me emotional. It was really, really good stuff. And, of course, Janet is so cool. Uh, Mike Collier, seeing some terrific poll numbers lately. And, you know, what more deserving candidate for lieutenant governor than that guy? And so... Uh, definitely, you know, while you're doing all this, use this as an opportunity, uh, both in your own discovery and in conversation with your family and friends to get to know some of these uh, people who are really putting it out there and really, you know, laying it on the line for Texas and for all of us. Uh, taking on these very very challenging races to uh, to to get you know get shit done here in Texas as we that's like to
1: right say. I mean look at we've got a couple novel ideas here folks we can actually elect a CPA to be a comptroller which we've never Crazy. had before which is Crazy Janet idea. Dunning I mean like I don't know call us nuts here but sounds like kind of a good <laughs> idea to me um, and we can also to the land commissioner you know there is not a more a person that is more qualified. For a position that I've ever seen in my life, than Jay Clayberg and his background Absolutely. in policy and environmental policy. Um, As he is for for that position. So we have real opportunity here with some of these candidates that don't get as much attention But are necessary for us to make the sustainable change that we need in this state
0: They're all super cool people and uh, I think that's gonna wrap it unless we have something else we want to throw in
1: No, like Sri said, you know join one of our trainings every night at 7 o'clock You can find them on our website 2milliontexans.com You can always go to blueactiontexas.com which by the way these two gentlemen are wearing blue action shirts today so if you like either of those you can buy them on our website as well yes and um you know join this network we're having a really good time but not only that we're going to have a big impact on the state of texas and thanks for joining us today thank you chris
0: thanks for listening to the texas blue action podcast a production in affiliation with progress texas Texas Blue Action is founded on progressive grassroots action, focused on year-round neighborhood organizing and committed to building sustainable democratic infrastructure in Texas. We turn out the voters that the Texas GOP fears the most. Production by me, Chris Mosier. Theme music generously provided by James McMurtry. Join Texas Blue Action at blueactiondems.com and also on Twitter and Facebook. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you again next week.